Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Though it may be known as America's pastime, baseball has spread across the world. Though the MLB is trying to come back, there is still some money to be made overseas, and Greg Peterson is going worldwide to hit a grand slam for your bankroll. From the return of baseball in the States to daily KBO picks, all the bases covered on the Baseball Betting Podcast with Greg Peterson. So here is the international king of swing. Good morning, hello, and welcome to lovely Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Podcast with myself, Greg Peterson. Got a terrific show for you as we're going to be welcoming on one half of Cespedes Family Barbecue. Jordan Schusterman going to be joining me in the second segment. What I like about this guy is he is also a graduate of a D3 school, much like myself, who went to UW Oshkosh, so we've always got that going on. His favorite team is KT Wiz, and as he's going to find out, we call them on this podcast the Smiling Blob, so we're going to be talking about them, some of the teams that... Might have a little bit of upside towards the back half of the season. Some of the teams are heating up. I personally think that the Samsung Lions might be getting a little bit warmer and so much more. So that's going to be a lot of fun in the final segment. Going to be giving you a side in total on every game on today's KBO betting board as we touch them all. First things first, always love to be able to answer your Twitter questions. If you fire them in my timeline at GNRSquarty1, you are going to get an answer. If you send these via DM, aka direct message, well, letters DM to me, me does not matter. I know the big question is what I'm going to be doing when it comes to the Japanese baseball league, the NPB. Lines really weren't getting posted in Las Vegas and actually in quite a few offshore books as well until I started this podcast. So this is one of these situations in which I'm probably going to be diving into the Japanese Baseball League. I've been paying attention to all the preseason games and everything like that. But much like I did with KBO, I do want to take a couple days just to make sure I'm not the victim of bait and switch because as we know, sometimes the preseason is not quite the same as the regular season. Want to get down when the lines are posted, things of this nature, just some of the logistical things where I have outside 
where I probably would not be able to bet at some of the best times to be able to pounce, things of this nature. So I'm going to be diving into it. I'm probably just going to take this weekend to watch and observe, try to get into that starting next weekend. Starting next week, I'll probably have a good enough understanding of these teams to give you guys a side and total and breakdown on all these games. So it certainly is something on my radar. I do just want to give it a couple days to simmer, want to be able to get down everything that I need to know before I can consider myself and I quote, an expert with regards to the Japanese Baseball League, the NPB. So that's where I'm standing with that regard. So a little bit of an update there. And let's take a look back at everything that we saw yesterday in the KBO as we saw some pretty interesting results, including one game that unfortunately got rained out. A games from yesterday is Greg buzzing about. Here is the rowdy recap. It was supposed to be a whale of a matchup between the NC Dinos and the Kia Tigers, but unfortunately that game got rained out. So instead, Drew Gagnon is going to be on the mound Friday morning and Chen Moku is going to be going for the NC Dinos as well. No doubt those guys are going to be headliners for Friday morning's game. So obviously a little bit unfortunate seeing as though it was the last game of that Kia versus NC series. It's going to be made up at, and I quote, a later date. The most interesting game game of the night had to be the Lote Giants and the Kiwum Heroes. The Heroes were able to get two runs on two hits for about the first eight innings. It was holding up and then the Giants were able to get into the Kiwum bullpen to be able to tie things up at two going into extra innings and then the Kiwum Heroes are able to get a walk-off winner by a count of three to two. For the Heroes in this one, they certainly weren't doing a great job at the plate but what they were able to do was they were able to evade danger with their starting pitching. Sung Oh Lee was very good in this one. He goes seven innings. He gives up one unearned run. He didn't give up seven hits, but he didn't walk anyone. Bullpen from there, they were solid. Three innings, they give up one walk, one run, so they did their job. And Jan Straley, he's a little bit of a tough luck loser here. He winds up going eight innings, gives up two runs, and Quite honestly, the only reason why he gave up those two runs, even though they weren't marked as airs, was because of some shoddy defense. And then from there, the bullpen of Lote, they go one and a third innings. They give up that run in the 10th inning, and that wound up costing them the game. And then we saw a very high-scoring game out there in Anwa as the LG Twins were able to take down the Hanwha Eagles by a count of 9-7. This game got very overwhelming late as the LG Twins hang a field goal in the ninth inning. The Eagles counter with a field goal of their own, so... That was obviously very fascinating, and this marked the return of one Roberto Ramos. He wound up having two at-bats in this one, although he really went up to the plate five times. He went 0 for 2, but he was able to draw three walks, so that was good in his first time back ever since coming off the injured list. And in this one for LG, the guy that was really able to get things going, Hunsu Kim. He is better known as the hit machine, and he was able to get a long bomb in this one. 3 of 4 for the game. This is someone that is now hitting a 361. That was his fourth home run of the campaign. He certainly has been able to hold up his end of the bargain. And then taking a look at Anwa, it seems like the offense is starting to get a little bit better. And this despite the fact that Jared Hoying, their form-born player, has been absolutely wretched. He went 0 of 3 in this game. He's hitting a 202. We saw Taylor Motter be tossed away like a rotten tomato by the Kiwoom Heroes. Perhaps that might be the case for Jared Hoying as well. He is not getting the job done. And speaking of not being able to get the job done, that would be the bullpen of the Anwa Eagles. As they wind up giving up in this one. Seven runs, five of which were earned over the course of four innings. And for the LG Twins, Tyler Wilson wound up going six and two-thirds innings. And in start, he wound up giving up three runs, all of which were earned. Bullpen from there, they weren't necessarily great. We are noticing that the LG Twins, who had the best bullpen ERA in the KBO entering into the week, starting to regress a little bit. They give up four runs, three of which were earned over the course of two and a third innings. So that is certainly something that I'm keeping my eye on. 
And you've got to keep your eye on the Doosan Bears, who have busted out of their first losing streak of the year. Prior to going on this skid, they had not lost back-to-back games all year long. They lose four straight, but they were able to get off the side with a 7-3 win over the Samsung Lions Thursday morning. In this one for Doosan, they were able to open things up late. A three-spot in the seventh inning and a run in the eighth was able to do it for them. Jose Miguel Fernandez is starting to struggle for this team. He went one of four once again, but they were able to get a home run off the bat of Juwan Cha. He said cha-cha-cha to being able to get three RBI and a home run in this one. And then what else was big for the Doosan Bears was that they were able to get a little bit of production out of the bottom of the lineup. They wound up having a trio of pinch hitters at the nine spot. They had a combined two hits, and then they also had the eight hitter in Su Bin Jung give the team two hits as well. So obviously that was big for Doosan. He won you wound up giving up all three of Samsung's runs in the first inning, and he was a victim of a pair of errors, so he only gave up one earned run, and the Doosan bullpen has actually been improving. They went to combine two innings, didn't give up a single run, and this one, Han Dong Hyu, he is the 18-year-old that we saw on ESPN when he went up against Adrian Sampson a few weeks ago against the Lotte Giants. He got out of back-to-back bases loaded jams in the first and second innings. He was able to pull off some magic early, and then he got hit a little bit late. He winds up going five innings, gives up three runs. Bullpen of Samsung has been very solid all year long, but in this one, they just weren't able to get the job done like they've been able to do in the past as they wind up going a combined three innings in the process. They give up four runs, all of which were earned, so that was big for Doosan, and this was big for our good friends of Smiling Blobs. They are able to hang five runs over the course of the fourth and fifth innings, and that was enough to get the job done against the SK Wyverns by a count of five to three in this one. Audrey Samir Despagne winds up going seven innings. He gives up two runs. One of those was a solo home run. And then Wansong Yu was able to come into the game for the Smiling Blobs, who, as we know, the bullpen is up and very good. He gave up a solo home run, but two innings and giving up one run for the KT bullpen actually is not bad for the Wyverns. They were able to get a pair of home runs in this one off the bat of Kongmin Kim. And then you also had John Cha, who wound up going yard. And that's big for Cha because he now has four home runs over his last four games. Prior to that, he had just two all year long, so seems like he's finally starting to get going. And then for Kim, that is home run number four of the campaign for him, so he is starting to heat up a little bit, but the Wyverns did not get the start that they wanted out of John Wu Park. He is the guy that is the submariner. He is known as Subby, so that's a very good nickname, but in this one, he gives up five runs over the course of five innings. This is a man that has now given up at least four runs in three out of his last four starts. And then from there, the Wyverns bullpen was pretty decent. They go four innings. They don't give up a single earned run, so they certainly did their part, but needless to say, things have not necessarily been going well for them, unlike how it's been going for one Bella Rojas, as he wound up getting two hits in this one. He's now hitting a 377. So, that is what we all noticed from the KBO Thursday morning. Now let's talk to Jordan Schusterman, one half of Cespedes Family Barbecue, about what he's noticed with the KBO, what he's looking at with regards to this leg, how it compares to the MLB, and some of the teams that he thinks might be able to ascend as the season goes along. And that's on the other side, right here on the Baseball Betting Podcast. Myself, Greg Peterson. Greg is calling in a pinch hitter from the Overtime Network Hotline. And we are back here in lovely Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Podcast with myself, Greg Peterson. And it is great to have on our next guest. He is one half of Cespedes Family Barbecue, and you can catch their podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. They do a great job with the Baseball Barbecue Podcast. And you can follow all that these men do on Twitter at CespedesBBQ, as it is Jordan Schusterman joining me. And Jordan, 
It is great to have you aboard, and it's always good to get ties to D3 universities on here. So it's a real pleasure. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to slightly push back because I would say, I know you just told me that you're an Oshkosh alum, so that is a university, <laughs> but most D3s are, are colleges and not universities. So now Jake, my other half, he did go to a D3 university, but I went to a D3 college, so I got to stand up for the four-year colleges, a little bit different than the universities, but D3 is all the same. <laughs> yes, sir. It is all the same level. We must all stick together, whether it's a college, a university, what have you. We all stand strong and we are standing strong on our love of baseball. Obviously, we don't have an MLB season right now. One slash if we get it right now, it's anyone's guess. But I know that you, much like myself, have been in love with the KBO. And just how did you get into it? And what are some of the things that you've noticed with the season so far? Because it certainly isn't the MLB. You're going to find a little bit of a lesser ability to be able to field and things like that. But by and large, it is very entertaining. And the guys are having fun with it. Absolutely. I think once it became clear that, like, I've always been aware of the KBO and, you know, the foreign leagues. But with MLB, especially it being my job, there's only so many hours in the day. And with the hours of the KBO, you know, it's even if I vaguely know who, which, who the teams are and what players are over there, I didn't have a reason to be compelled to actually follow it on a day-to-day basis. Now that it's, you know, one of the first leagues to open up, I know we had the CPBL, which I've also still been following, but it's been so much fun to get to know all the players. It's such a different style of baseball to a degree that is both refreshing and sometimes frustrating because we know it's not the best baseball in the world, but it's still a great product. And the fact that there are only 10 teams means it's really easy to get to know these players and teams pretty quickly. You get to recognize the Korean players. You get to recognize the foreign players over there and succeeding. Of course, those are names that we were already used to, but it's been so much fun and it's easy to catch up pretty quickly if you're willing to you know, wake up early and, and watch. I agree with you, Jordan. I think that that's a big thing with this league because as we know with the MLB, it feels like over the last couple of years, it's become a little bit more regional. Myself being a Brewers fan, you typically know the teams around the division, like the Chicago Cubs, the Cincinnati Reds, and everything like that. You're probably going to know a lot of the NL teams, but someone that lives in Milwaukee, they're probably not going to be following like the Seattle Mariners, the LA Angels. And with the KBO only having 10 teams, it's easier to be able to get to know all these teams. So I do think that that's a very good point. And what else I think is so fascinating is that you do have some recognizable names out there in the KBO. It's not like these guys were monsters at the MLB level, but a guy like a Warwick Sapold has been doing a decent job with Hanwha Eagles. He was able to get a win over the Tucson Bears a couple days ago. We all know Aaron Altair. Mel Rojas was a minor leaguer for many years. He's been tearing it up with KT. And then obviously a guy in Roberto Ramos, who I felt like the Colorado Rockies punted on a little bit too early, has been doing great things with the LG Twins. Yeah, I mean, all, all those guys you just mentioned, and Rojas, of course, for our, our beloved Wiz. I'm very curious yeah. to hear how you, how you ended up picking the Wiz, which you, maybe we can get into that. But, you know, Rojas has been there. I think this is his fourth season now in the KBO, and he's just been been awesome. But, yeah, a guy like Ramos is a really interesting situation. It can be easy to get a little bit carried away and thinking that, that yeah, I mean, I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, yeah, why didn't the Rockies give him a shot? But at the same time, like, we know that the level of KBO competition is, you know, around AAA, maybe a little bit lower, which is a level that he was already succeeding at in America. So it's not that shocking. And as we've seen, one of the great phenomenons of Major League Baseball is the quad A player, is the player who rakes in double and triple A and then can't make it in the major leagues. And it's possible that that would have been Roberto Ramos. But instead, we've seen those guys in the past go to the majors and then fail and then end up in Korea towards the end of their 20s or in their 30s. I kind of love that Ramos Skipping that step, of course, his dream is to, to be in the major leagues, and I'm sure he wants to get back there someday. But to be able to go over to Korea and just immediately become a star of an extremely popular and successful league, and now the only league that's going on is a really, really cool story. And obviously, I'm pretty happy for him. 
I agree with you. It's probably the best move he ever made at this point because he would either be right now on the unemployment line slash furloughed slash waiting for an MLB season to begin or tearing it up in Korea. I would much rather be putting up the numbers as we do have Jordan Schusterman joining me right here on the podcast. And you mentioned it just a minute ago, the KT Wiz, who I've fallen in love with just because when I was taking a look at all these KBO teams, you're taking a look at the mascots, obviously, School Daddy with the NC Dinos. You've got like the generic ones, the Doosan Bears, the Kia Tigers and everything like that. I thought, ooh, the Wiz have some very good uniforms. And then I take a look at their mascot and I can't stop laughing because I think when they mean Wiz, they're supposed to mean Wizard. But to me, they just look like a pair of smiling blobs, a pair of very, very happy, enthusiastic, over-the-top blobs. So on this (laughs) podcast, we have called them the smiling blobs. And that's how I fell in love with them. And they're just a fun and entertaining team to watch. They're going to give up their runs because they're bullpen. As you know, it is absolutely terrible. But you've got Mel Roas. You've got a lot of good bats that are hitting above 300. They've got a bunch of guys that they do a great job of getting on base. And you're never not going to be entertained, especially when you call them the smiling blobs. I think all that logic makes sense. Beck Hogung is also amazing. We have to mention him. He is truly like one of the burgeoning superstars in the league still only 20 years old for another month and probably one of the five or seven best hitters in the league he swings so hilariously hard every time like he had that bat i think it was yesterday where like it, he came up in a big spot and, and i know they just swept but it was a big spot like runners scoring position and he had the two outs and it was like okay maybe this is where he like shortens up and like tries to just like get a single and he's like first pitch was just like swinging out of his shoes and i just it was so so real and like exactly how you would expect a 20 year old with that kind of talent um and background to be so i love him and of course the bullpen is so ridiculous and it's funny because you know every every fan of every team thinks their bullpen sucks right unless you have like a historic royals bullpen or you say you're a brewers fan like You've had Josh the, Hader, yep. fortunate enough to have Josh Hader the last few years, right? It was even better a couple of years ago, right? But generally, everyone at some point thinks their bullpen sucks. But like knowing how historically calamitous the Wiz bullpen has been, it's truly like one of the worst professional. I know it's still, you know, it's only a month even, but like I almost take pride in knowing that like, no, they really are like legendarily bad. And, you know, it's also great when they give up a homer like they did today's game and still win. You know, you kind of get the best of both worlds. Oh, absolutely. I'm taking a look at the bullpen ERA of all their relievers. And I think that all but two guys have an ERA north of a 4-5. I mean, that's not necessarily a lot of redeeming qualities there. The closer is coming in there with a flamethrower because he's going to light the game on fire. Well said, well said. It certainly has been bad. But how about the starter that's going to be going for Friday morning's games? Jay Sung Bae has actually been pretty good for this team. Got a 266 ERA, a little bit of a younger guy, 23 years old, three and one record. He has been touched up a little bit. He's given up four plus runs and two out of his last three. But I do think that this is a little bit intriguing because he's going to give up his walks, but he does a good job of getting punch outs as well, which I think makes him a little bit hard to gauge. And we know that he's going up against Lote. And last time he faced off against the Giants, went eight strong innings and didn't give up a single run. Yeah. And he's the kind of guy where it's like, if the Wiz are going to actually get back into this postseason race, like he has to be having good starts because I know two of their starters are just like downright terrible. And it's like, you just never know what you're going to get in that case. Despagne is awesome. He's a lot of fun to watch and we can always kind of count on him. But yeah, I mean, starting this series against the Giants, who they are 0-6 against so far this season. So it is going to be crucial to, you know, kind of get back 
And they're one of these teams they're chasing if they're if they're gunning for that fifth spot with five teams making the postseason. So yeah, I mean this is a big series. And like you said, like Bay seems like the kind of guy where it's like there's flashes of being a competent starting pitcher, which we know the bullpen sucks. So anytime we can get a competent starting pitcher is a huge success. So I am very much looking forward to seeing what he can do this weekend. All right, it is going to be a very fun series with the Lote Giants as our good friends of smiling blobs. Three game winning streak as we do have Jordan Chuserman joining me on the podcast and we're talking about how Bay is starting to find it. Here's a man that's really found it, and he's going to be pitching Friday morning. Chen Muku. He was supposed to be going on the mound against the Kia Tigers Thursday morning. That game, unfortunately, got rained out. But this guy's just been a complete bulldozer. 0.75 ERA, 5-0 record. The only reason why they lost his last start against Kiwoom is because he went seven innings, gave up two runs. But one of those runs was unearned, gave that up in the first inning. The guy has just been mowing him down. 52 strikeouts in 48 innings. I think he's got a grand total of 11 walks in that time span as well. One home run given up in 48 innings. This guy is a real deal. I'm really looking forward to seeing him going up against a Hanwha team that, well, let's face it, they have lost 21 out of their last 23 games, and all 21 of those losses were by two-plus runs, and I think that this is just going to be a little bit of an appetizer for the NC Dinos. They should be able to take this one easily. Dinos and Eagles is about as lopsided of a baseball matchup as you can even create. This is like um, Astros Tigers. This is basically Astros Tigers. And I, by the way, Astros Tigers, some of my favorite baseball games are the Astros Tigers because it's like, how is this the time? But, but I'm glad you make that comparison because I was, I was talking to Jacob about this the other day and what's been going on with the Eagles is truly amazing because they tie the record for most losses in a row their manager resigns they like send 10 players down to replace them right and like you say astros tigers how would the tigers ever beat the astros but like the tigers are really bad but they're still major leaguers and on major leaguer on any given day can win right the eagles are like have descended to a level below what would even like seem possible to where it's like oh no like i was like oh maybe they just won't ever win again <laughs> like, obviously that wasn't gonna happen but it's so extreme and the dinos who i know were so popular and hot to start the season they're the real deal and you mentioned chang moku like he's amazing and obviously their offense is great but like they are every bit as legit as people were fake hype about yeah i mean if that's not a sweep i will be absolutely shocked i would be as well i mean the nc dinos are just mowing them down left and right and the hanwha eagles well it's been a little bit rough for them and jake we know that it's been a very interesting year so far in the kbo and is there any team that you think might progress slash regress what we've seen at the beginning of the year because one team that i right now have a star around is the samsung lions they've been playing some very good baseball recently they wound up losing that game to the Doosan Bears Thursday morning, but by and large, they've been solid. 7-3 and three in their last 10 games. Tyler Saladino seems to find it. What else is big with this team is that we've been talking about bullpens and how in the KBO, by and large, you're not very good. Samsung is getting back so oh, who was out here in the United States. Last pitch for the Colorado Rockies. He wound up mm-hmm. serving, serving a gambling suspension at the beginning of the year. Very fitting for this podcast. And with that said, I do think that the Lions have some upside. And I think that if they're able to get into the playoffs, it's like a four or a five seed, which they're not too far out of. They're a team that could possibly make some noise. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's a good pick. And again, like Saladino is an interesting foreign player for them to have because it feels like all the other foreign players are like the big burly sluggers, whereas Saladino is more valuable for his, you know, defensive versatility. He's a good hitter, but it's not like the dude that you're expecting to come up and hit a grand slam. So that's kind of an interesting one. The team that I'm kind of intrigued by is the Tigers, who currently sit in fifth, just because, you know, looking at kind of the leaderboards of the best pitchers, I'm just looking at the Fangraphs leaderboards, which is amazing that we have KBO now, stats on Fangraphs. If you are going by just by FIP, 
for three of the top five starting pitchers are all on the Tigers. Drew Gagnon, Aaron Brooks, of course, they're two foreign players. And then Ji Young Im has been excellent for them as well. And that's the kind of situation where like, we know this is an offensive league, but like, if you have three legit starting pitchers and therefore is also not that far behind on this list and Preston Tucker is clearly capable of being one of the 10 best hitters in the league too. I don't love the lineup depth behind Tucker, but I still feel like at some point you maybe revert to pitching with championships, but maybe in the KBO, I hope that I'm wrong. And then it is the team that can just like outslug everybody. This is why, you know, I still hope for the whiz, <laughs> but you know, the bullpen is out on, on them. Cause like we know the whiz offense sacks up with anyone, but at some point you do have to have some pitching. So tigers are the team that I'm keeping an eye on, uh, especially knowing that they had Matt Williams, who's like making a crazy amount of money. And it's bizarre that he even is there in the first place. So that's the team that I am intrigued by. Definitely not rooting for them, but I think that they could be a, sneaky team there. I agree as well. They've got a couple of guys that are up there in years like a G1 Na, who's actually been doing a really good job this year. He and Hungwoo Cha are both guys that are like above the age of 35. Somehow, someway, they're hitting bombs and hitting above 300. And then Ho-Rung Kim wound up returning to that leadoff spot a few weeks ago. He's been hitting above 300 for them as well. So I do think that the Tigers are a little bit of, sne- of a sneaky team. But what's not sneaky is the fact that you guys over there at Suspidus Family Barbecue are doing an absolutely terrific job. It is always entertaining to see you and Jake on the ESPN broadcast during your podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. That is baseball barbecue. So, Jordan, let the good people at home just know how they're able to get a little bit more of your work and how they're able to follow along on social media. Like you mentioned, Baseball Barbecue is the, the podcast we very uh, fortunate to launch with the Ringer Podcast Network. We've been kind of been doing a mix of shows over the last few weeks because, uh, of course, there's no actual baseball going on. So we've been doing some newsy shows. We've been having some very, very powerful and insightful conversations about the Black Lives Matter movement, talking to some really compelling voices uh, about those issues. But we've also been, you know, talking about our favorite things about baseball, which has been good. If we actually get news about a season, which could be coming soon, we will obviously be reverting to regular baseball podcast mode because launching a baseball podcast during a pandemic was not exactly the plan. But that's been our main work and project. And then we also host a show called Change Up, which is on DAZN, which we'll see if we'll hopefully be coming back once the season gets going. So that is our other uh, primary gig. But right now it's all about uh, Baseball Barbecue, our podcast on The Ringer and Cespedes BBQ, both on Twitter and Instagram. And I guess the last thing to plug would be that we do an Instagram live show every morning at 11 a.m. Eastern, where we're just, you know, talking about baseball, just like this, talking KBO, talking whatever tricks your fancy, saying happy birthday to baseball players and wishing you a good day. So that's pretty much what we got going on. And then, oh, and then we have a whole podcast devoted to D3 baseball, which is literally I called the podcast it. about Division Three baseball. So there you go. I'm sure we, we've talked about the, the Mighty Titans at some point. Mighty Titans are a little bit better in basketball than baseball, but it I'm, is I'm always... Aware. I'm aware. It is always good to get in the good old UWO and Jordan is doing a great job of rolling with the punches he's made a couple change-ups to what they're all doing and they've been doing a terrific job just like this podcast was originally a major league baseball podcast that obviously has changed a little bit a bunch of guys that do a great job of rolling with the punches and are from D3 school so big thanks to Jordan Schusterman for trying to be right here on the baseball betting podcast now it is that time of the podcast I give you a side total on every game on today's KBO betting board as we touch them all Welcome back to the Baseball Betting Podcast with Greg Peterson as we're off to a quality start. And now it's time to walk it off in a grand fashion. And we are back here in lovely Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Podcast with myself, Greg Peterson. Big thanks to Jordan Schusterman of Cespedes Family Barbecue for joining me in the last segment. Now it is that time of the podcast, which I give you a side in total on every game on today's KBO betting board as we 
touch them all. If a game is listed on the betting board, Greg has a side and a total on it, so it is time to touch them all. Mentioned it in the first segment, and I will reiterate, the picks in the NPB are going to be coming soon. I'm just going to take a few days for one to make sure that what I saw in the preseason is not a little bit of deceit because sometimes, as you know, backup guys, everything like that, they wind up playing in the preseason. You think, oh, this guy's going to be a star. He was absolutely tearing it up, and then you find out he's like, some dude who's like the third string catcher or something like that. And then obviously want to get to know my outs with regards to the books that I'm able to bet at. Know when the sharp money is coming in, everything like that. So NPB picks are going to be coming. Just going to wait a couple days just to make sure that I have my bearings set about me. That way I'm able to, for one, give you guys a little bit of better information. And two, I know what the heck I'm doing as well. So we are all sort of learning together with that regard. And when it comes to KBO betting, as per usual, you're going to be betting on the team and the team only unless we go to Pinnacle. Typically with MLB betting, you are able to go pitcher dependent unless if you're going to Pinnacle, you're betting on the team and the team only. So let's say that you bet the NC Dinos, you think it's Chengbu Kude, and instead the Loch Ness Monster is coming out of the bullpen and he is going to be pitching to start the game for the NC Dinos. Well, congratulations. Hopefully, Nessie is able to get you some strikeouts. And with that said, we are going to be going in Las Vegas rotation order with this one. 304, 631, 304, 632. The Kia Tigers are going to be playing those to the Lions of Samsung. Samsung is finding themselves an underdog. You're going to be getting anywhere between plus 136 and plus 145 with the Lions. Meanwhile, if you're looking to lay it with Kia, you're going to be laying anywhere between minus 155 and minus 165. Total on this game, it is 8.5. If you're going to be taking the over, you're going to get some favorable juice. It is anywhere between minus 110 and plus 105. Meanwhile, the under is anywhere between minus 125 and minus 110. Your pitching matchup for this one. Drew Gagnon is going to be going for the Kia Tigers. Meanwhile, you've got one David Buchanan who's going to be going for the Lions. And David Buchanan has actually been pretty darn solid when you take a look at the Samsung Lions I just mentioned in the last segment with Jordan and how much I like this bullpen. And for David Buchanan, he got lit up in two starts this year. Two of his first three starts were just absolutely awful. He wound up giving up a combined 15 runs to the LG Twins and the NC Dinos in those two starts. If you take a look at his last four, though, a combined three earned runs given up. He's won at least six innings in every one of them, so that's going to preserve a bullpen that got a little bit taxed with trotting out there an 18-year-old pitcher against the Doosan Bears Thursday morning, so that is something that you do like to see. Now, Buchanan, certainly not much of a swing and miss guy. He's got 27 strikeouts over the course of 44 and two-thirds innings. He was pitching in Japan last year, and that's very much way that he pitched in Japan. He does give up a couple home runs, but I do think that this matchup lends itself very well because with the Kia Tigers, they are a little bit hit or miss when it comes to their bats. Preston Tucker certainly has been doing a nice job of getting on base. He's hitting right around at 340, one of the top players in the KBO when it comes to RBI, but you do have a couple aging bats as well when it comes to the Kia Tigers, something I pointed out a little bit earlier. G1 Na is hitting a 310, and then you've got Hongwoo Cha, who's hitting a 307. I do think that this is going to regress a little bit, especially with Na hitting below the Minoza line last year. Whole run kick at the leadoff spot, sitting a little bit above the 300. That's nice, but the big question is, what are you going to be able to get out of Channel Park? He's been very inconsistent, but was coming off a very good game two days ago against the NC Dinos in which he was able to get multiple hits. He was able to drive in some runs, and then if you're taking a look at the flip side for the Samsung Lions, Tyler Saladino has been absolutely terrific for this team, hitting a 271 on base of a 400. You know, six home runs, 21 RBI, and the guy that has really been able to find it and has been able to be a good cog for this team as well is one Suck Lee. He's got 28 RBI sitting at 245, so not necessarily a great average guy, but how about Hakju Lee and how hot he got? This guy right around this time last week was hitting below the Mendoza line. 
How about this over the team's last four games, though? He's got a combined 10 hits in those four games. He has been white hot. He certainly has been able to find it for this team, so I am very bullish on Samsung. I do think that this is going to be very much a lower scoring game. Drew Gagnon has been pitching much better because in the beginning of the year, it was pointed out that he was tipping his pitches. He's not doing so anymore. I just mentioned Buchanan. I just have a little bit more faith in the Samsung bullpen than the Kia bullpen, even though with Kia, they obviously are a little bit rested with their game against the NC Dinos. Thursday morning getting rained out, but I'm going to take the plus price here with the Samsung lines. I don't think either team is getting past four runs, so we're going to be taking this total under as well. 304, 633, 304, 634. It is going to be probably the biggest spread you're going to find in the KBO this year, as it is the NC Dinos, and they're playing OC Anwa Eagles. If you're looking at the Hanwha Eagles, here's a shocker. You're going to get a plus price here. You're going to get, at minimum, plus 340. Yeah, that is a whole latte. Meanwhile, if you're looking at the NC Dinos, going to be laying anywhere between minus 420 and minus 450. I wish I was joking, but I'm not. And your total on this game, it is hovering right around the 9.5 range. If you're looking at the 9.5, over is just a minus 115. The under is minus 105. I saw this open up at 10 in a couple books. It has fallen recently. And if you're looking at the pitching matchup, it is going to be Cheng Moku is going to be going for the NC Dinos. And Bum So Kim is going to be going for the Hanwha Eagles. And the Bum is right in the name of Bum So Kim. He actually has a 434 ERA, 1-3 record, but... This is someone who's making his first start of the year. He made a couple spot starts for the Anwa Eagles during the 2019 season. He split time as a starter and a reliever, but I can't think that this guy is going to be going much more than, I would say, three, four innings. I think that this is going to be a Johnny Wholesale approach for the Anwa Eagles. And if you're looking at this gentleman in Mr. So, he certainly gives up the walks. In 18 and two-thirds innings, he has given up 19 walks. That is more than nine walks per nine innings. Whew, that is not good. Meanwhile, Chen Muku, he has been the best pitcher out there in the KBO so far this year. 0.75 ERA. In seven starts, the team is 6-1, and one, and the only reason why they lost that one start is because of unearned runs against the Kiwo Mieros. Guy's been magnificent. 52 strikeouts in 48 innings. He's given up one home run so far this year. List goes on and on. Then with NC, you've got pretty much everyone in the lineup that's hitting a 275 or greater. Aaron Altair has found himself in the top five when it comes to home runs in the KBO along with RBI. Same with Sung Bum. Nah, these guys are ripping the cover off the ball. It doesn't matter whether you've got Taegu Kim or Yuji Yang in the fold when it comes to the catcher spot. Both these guys have an on base of a 370 or greater. And then the guy that always gets forgotten, Ju Sung Kong hitting a 439 on base of a 500. I mean, this is just absolutely ridiculous right now. And he's got eight home runs so far this year. Meanwhile, with the NY Eagles, their foreign bar player, Jared Hoying, he's barely hitting above the Mendoza line right now. Some of the guys that were recalled from the minors, they have been set back down to the minors, so there was a little bit of shifting there. I will say, Han Min Jo has been able to show this team a little bit of something. He's hitting a 360. That is a very encouraging sign, but really, other than Day Young, no, you've got a bunch of guys that they're not hitting very well to say the least. There's just really nothing of note. I have a feeling that the NC Dinos are having a chance to be able to put up a touchdown and a field goal all by themselves. Now I don't think Anwa is going to get shut out. I do think that they're going to get like one or two runs. I think that Koo is probably going to wind up going seven or eight innings. Yeah, trot out there maybe a less than trustworthy bullpen arm for NC. Get them a little bit of practice and you wind up getting like a 10-2 game in this one. So we're going to be going with the NC Dinos on the run line and if you're looking at the run line of the NC Dinos, you're still going to be laying a bundle of juice. I mean, I'm right now seeing 
right in between minus 240 and minus 250 personally, but we've seen with the Anwell Eagles, they've lost 21 out of their last 23 games, all 21 of those losses by multiple runs, so I actually do think that that, sadly, is very good value, so we're going to go with the run line here, and we're going to be going with this total over. 304, 635, 304, 636, the LG Twins are going to be playing those to the Bears of Doosan. Doosan is finding themselves a slight underdog in this one. You're going to be finding them anywhere in the neighborhood of plus 115 to plus 120. Meanwhile, if you're looking to lay it with the LG Twins, anywhere between minus 133 and minus 140, your total on this game, you're going to find some 10s and you're going to find some 10 and S. On the 10, the over and under are both at minus 110. Meanwhile, on 10 and F, the over has juice of even to minus 110 and the under is anywhere between minus 110 and minus 120. So you do want to shop accordingly on this one. Taking the mound for the LG Twins, Wu Chen Cha getting the start. Meanwhile, Young Ha Lee is going to be going for the Doosan Bears. And Mr. Cha has been saying cha-cha-cha to a 4.05 ERA. Yes, I always love saying the cha-cha-cha joke, but he's actually been very good over his last three starts. You take a look at Cha, he's wound up going a combined 19 innings in his last three starts. He's given up four runs, done a good job of keeping the game on front of him. Here's your big fear, though. Despite the fact that in his last 13 innings, he's only given up three runs, 10 walks in that time period as well. Now, he's very consistent with the strikeouts. He's gotten approximately five strikeouts in each of those last three starts, and for that matter, he's had at least four strikeouts in all but one of his starts. So, he does a good job of being able to get swings and misses, but he's also also giving up six home runs over the course of 40 innings. As we know, Doosan, they're not necessarily at full strength. JLO has been a little bit banged up. Seems like he's going to be returning to the team. He might be in a little bit more of a pinch hitting role slash a designated hitter role though. So obviously that is something of note. Jose Miguel Fernandez has certainly gotten a little bit cold recently. Still for the year is hitting very well. I mean, a 386 is nothing to sneeze at, but you take a look at what he's just done recently. It has been a little bit colder than what you'd expect from Mr. Jose Miguel Fernandez. So that is certainly something of note. And then you take a look at someone like a J1O. He has certainly been able to give this team a little bit of a spark. He's someone that's a little bit banged up as well. He wound up being able to get an at-bat against Samsung Thursday morning, so that is promising. He's someone that's hitting a 293 for the year. It's been a nice bounce back for him after he had a buck 64 in a little bit of limited playing time last year. Four home runs after he had three all of last year, so getting him back in the fold is going to be very nice. And then you take a look at the Doosan bullpen. It actually has been better recently, so you've got to give some credit there. Meanwhile, the LG Twins, they've got back the leader in the KBO in home runs, Andrew Roberto Ramos. He did not wind up getting a hit yesterday, but he was able to draw three walks. No doubt, he does a very good job of being able to give this team a little bit more punch. And then you've got the hit machine, Mr. Hunsu Kim, who's hitting above a 360. He was able to hit a home run yesterday with LG. They entered into the week with the top bullpen ERA out there in the KBO, but it seems to be regressing a little bit. You've noticed a lot of guys that they've been coming into the game. They haven't necessarily gotten the job done. Now, I will say, they tried it out there. Some of their less than trustworthy bullpen arms Thursday morning against Hanwha because, well, it's Hanwha. But with that said, it is a little bit of a concern for me. And I'm also a little bit concerned that you might see a little bit of regression with someone like a G1O. He has been white hot the last couple of games. He has had three multi-hit games over the team's last four, but I think that this is going to dry up a little bit. He's just a lifetime 260-ish hitter. I think that he's going to be hovering right around there. I do think that regression is going to set in. You've got a couple guys that are a little bit banged up for this team. I do think that it's going to be a little bit higher scoring because I do think that Cha's going to get roughed up with Lee, who's going to be going for Doosan. This is someone that he certainly issues his walks as well. 522 ERA so far this year, 39 and two-thirds innings. He has issued a grand total of 25 free passes, but I will say this. He does a good job of keeping the ball in the yard, has given up just one home run. I think LG is going to be able to get their runs, but I think that they're going to be more the small ball variety. Meanwhile, I think that Doosan, they're going to be able to find it in this game. I think that they're going to hang a touchdown on the board.
board. So for that reason, we're going to be taking the plus price with Doosan, and we're going to be taking this total over as well. We move on to 304-637-304-638. The heroes of Kiwoom are going to be playing OCSK Wyverns. With the Wyverns, you're going to be getting a plus price here. You're going to be finding them anywhere between plus 110 and plus 120. Meanwhile, if you are looking to lay it with our good friends, the heroes, you're going to be laying anywhere between minus 130 and minus 140. Your total on this game, it is 9.5. If you're looking at the 9.5, the overs use anywhere between even a plus 105. Unders anywhere between minus 120 and minus 125. Your pitching matchup for this one. Han He Han is going to be going for the Kiwoom Heroes. Meanwhile, Someone Moon is going to be taking the mound for the SK Wyverns. And as we know, the Wyverns, with having to play multiple extra inning games against the Smiling Blobs, they are going to be a little bit worn down. With Moon, he's been solid this year. He hasn't been great. He hasn't been awful. That's really been the MO of his entire career. 40 innings pitch. He's given up four home runs, but he's also got 41 punch outs. He's got a little bit of an awkward arm slot, much like the guys with SK. And he's done a good job of limiting walks. He's only given up about two walks per nine innings. So that is something very encouraging that you like to see. He hasn't given up more than two walks in a single start this year. So he certainly has done the job there. And what I will say for him is that recently he has been terrific. Two runs or fewer given up in each of his last three starts. One of those was on the road against the NC Dinos as well. But I do think that a little bit of regression is going to set in. And for Kiwoom, this is a team that it just feels like they score in bunches and they struggle in bunches. They're a little bit of a fascinating team with that regard. But what you have to like about the heroes as well is that they're one of the better teams of the KBO being able to play small ball. Now, they are going to have a couple guys towards the bottom of the lineup that are a little bit less than trustworthy. But I do like the fact that Ha Sung Kim has an on base of a 385. This is someone that 24 years old. He's went deep seven times so far this year. He's got some good speed. He does one of the best jobs of being able to draw walks in the KBO as well. That's something that you do like. Hyun Chung So. How about this man hitting a 286? He's got four bombs this year after he had two home runs combined in the 2018-19 season. He's certainly been able to get a little bit hot with the bat. And then Jung-Ho Lee is the guy that has really been heating up. Young-Ho Park, who led the KBO in home runs during the 2019 season, he is currently not on the active roster. So this guy's needed to step it up, and he has 369 batting average, 440 on base, six home runs, 24 RBI. He's only struck out 13 times in this entire season as well. So he does an absolutely terrific job of being able to set the table for everyone else. And then you take a look at the flip side. I do think that Han is going to wind up giving up a couple runs in this one as this is someone that he's got a 512 ERA, 3-2 record, but here's what's really concerning with him. It's the fact that he's given up 17 walks over the course of 38 and two-thirds innings, and like nearly half his walks are because of hits batsmen, so I do think that that's a little bit intriguing. He's given up at least three runs in four out of the team's last five games, so that certainly is a little bit of a less than redeeming quality, and I will say this, with the Wyverns, they do finally have a couple guys that are starting to heat up. How about four home runs in four games for Jung Cha? Now, with Jamie Romack, he has been doing a great job of getting on base. On base percentage is hovering right around at 380. He just hasn't necessarily been able to find that power so far this year. That's been a big issue with the Wyverns. You do have a couple teams that right now have been getting a little bit of less than stellar production on the 8-9 hitters, but I do think that the Euros are going to be able to bust out here with the Euros. They did wind up going to extra innings, so they did wind up burning up a little, little bit of their bullpen with the Wyverns. Their bullpen was looking very good going into this week. This week, it's been atrocious. They wound up having to play multiple extra inning games against the Smiling Bob, so I think it's going to be taxed. So as a result, I'm going to be going with this total over, and I do think that in the end, the SK Wyverns are going to be able to get to Han because he just has been 
been giving up a lot of walks. I do think that with the Wyverns, they are getting a little bit more out of the middle of the lineup. I think that both teams get to 5-plus in this one. So we are going to be taking the over, and we are going to be taking the plus price here with the Wyverns. And wrap things up with 304 639 304-640. The Lotte Giants are going to be hitting the road, and they're going to be facing off against our good friends, the KT Wiz, or as they are known on this podcast, the good old Smiling Blobs. And if you're looking at the Smiling Blobs, you're going to be laying it here. It is anywhere between minus 135 and minus 140. With Lotte, you're going to be getting a Lotte price. Anywhere between plus 115 and plus 120. Yes, I tried to use Lotte as a joke. That failed. But with that said, what is not a failure is that there's a Lotte runs that you need in order to get the over. Get it, Lotte? Uh, anyway, the total on this game is anywhere between 10 and 10.5. With 10.5 over and under are both at minus 110. With the 10, your over is anywhere between minus 115 and minus 120. Under is anywhere between even and minus 105. Taking the mound for the smiling blobs. A hey, baby, it's Junk Say Bay. Meanwhile, Say Wung Park is going to be going for the Lotte Giants. With Park, he's a 24-year-old that he's been inconsistent this year, and I think that that's putting it very politely, but you've got a little bit of a revenge matchup in this one as the team that drafted him into the KBO our good friends, the Smiling Blob. So he wants a little bit of revenge here. So far for the year, he's won 35 innings. He's given up six home runs and 15 walks. Needless to say, those are not necessarily ideal results. But I will say this. Last time he went up against KT, six innings, gave up one run. By far his best start of the year. So there is that. And with Mr. Bay, A-Bay Bay, his ERA is a 266, 3-1 record. He has been getting touched up recently, though. Over his last three starts, he's given up a combined 11 runs, 10 of which were earned, two home runs in that time span. And the walks are an issue. He's given up at least three walks in each out of his last four starts. A little bit of a younger guy, 23 years old. And once again, a revenge matchup as he was drafted into the KBO by the Lotte Giants. So you've got some very intriguing storylines there. And what else is intriguing is the fact that Dixon Machado all of a sudden is starting to pick it up with the Giants. This is someone that had a 25-game stretch in which he was hitting right around a buck 50. Recently, he has been able to really get back to the way that he was hitting at the beginning of the year. Now hitting a 261. He has five multi-hit games over the team's last 12, so that's obviously been very encouraging. He still has one of the best gloves that you're going to find out there in the KBO, Dao Lee. He's hitting right around a 307 on base, just below a 400. He's able to supply a little bit of boom, six home runs, 28 RBI. But the guy that you need to really take note of, in my opinion, is Suck Sun. He has been doing a very good job of being able to get on base for this team. How about a 338 batting average, 432 on base? He's not necessarily going to light it up when it comes to home runs, just two of them, but 21 RBI. So the middle of the lineup of the Giants now getting the job done. And then when you take a look at the smiling blobs, we all know about the bullpen of this team. They wound up having to play multiple multi-ending games, which makes the fact that Mr. Audrey Semitis Spagne was able to give the team seven innings yesterday. But we know that if at any time the smiling blobs bullpen is involved, it is not going to be safe. I will say do on her. My goodness, this guy has been tearing it up. He's only gotten a couple at-bats so far this year, but is hitting a 571. Now, seven at-bats so far this year, so a very small sample size, but he's been able to give this team a little bit of a spark. Sang Chol Moon, whenever he's out there, he's been able to do a little bit of something, but let's not beat around the bush. Jung Day Bay, A Bay Bay, 352 batting average. Mel Rojas Jr., 
377, 12 home runs, 37 RBI, and then Beko Kong, who we were talking about a little bit earlier, number one overall pick in the KBO draft during the 2018 campaign, 352 batting average, 416 on base. He missed a couple games due to injury, but he still has eight home runs, 20 RBI. This is a team that's able to hit, but I do think that in the end, I think that Mr. Bay is going to wind up giving up some runs. It feels like regression is coming in there. I think that Park is going to be able to deliver a solid performance for Lotte, and I do think that this is going to be a little bit of a lower scoring game, because I do think that both these pitchers are going to be coming out with a chip on their shoulder. I think that both these guys go 6+, plus, but I think that the Smiling Blog bullpen lets them down in this one, so for that reason, taking the plus price here with Lotte, and we are going to be taking this little under, and that will wrap things up for the Thursday afternoon slash Friday morning edition of the Baseball Betting Podcast. And if you like what you're hearing from this fine podcast, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. And if you have a big question for the podcast, fired into my timeline at Jaren's Cordy 1. Big thanks to Jordan Schusterman of Cespedes Family Barbecue for joining me in the second segment. Hopefully you're all safe, healthy, and doing well. I will talk to you guys once again tomorrow. And just a reminder, picks for the Japanese Baseball League, the NPB, those are going to be coming your way next week as well. So be on the lookout for that. Thank you so much. 